Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 62 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. It's been a little bit, but the show is back in the new year, and I hope to have oodles of new episodes coming your way in 2020. Like this one right here that will later feature Britney Slays from Unleash the Archers discussing her first band, and a recommendation of the Cleveland, Ohio dark rock band Frail. But before all that, I welcome back Sasha Dunnable of Intronaut and Dunnable Guitars. Sasha was last on to talk about his side project, but has returned to discuss the incredible new Intronaut album Fluid Existential Inversions, which is slated to be released on February 28th, 2020. We discuss working with fellow previous guest Alex Rudiger, taking such a long time between the albums and the effect it had on the new one, his guitar business Dunnable Guitars, and a lot more. So before we dive in with Sasha, here's some of Cubansis from the upcoming Intronaut album Fluid Existential Inversions. Hey, Daniel, what's up? Sasha from Intronaut. Man, how are you? <coughs> uh, I'm good. I'm just hanging out. Cool, cool. I've been doing doing interviews all day. How's your uh, Sunday full of interviews and treating you? Yeah, I, have, I haven't done many a chat on a Sunday. Oh, really? Is it usually a weekday? Yeah, and also I work like a day job, so it's usually during my lunch and somebody across, uh, overseas, so it's, you know, a whole thing. Right, yeah, I... Um, it's just a weird time of the year for me. I have the NAM convention next week, and uh, and I guess Nikki, our publicist, was out of town for some other time. I don't know. Anyway, just it like had to be this weekend, I guess. Well, I, I appreciate it, and I'm also sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I'm just chilling out. It's kind of kind of nice, actually. Nice. So our so NAM's next weekend. Are you like? Do you still get excited for it, or is it kind of like more of a job thing because of the guitar business? Uh, I get excited for it, man. There's like, I mean, like I have so many friends that are there, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the work thing is fun, um, for me still, but like, it's also cool to like, just see all these people from all over the world, you know, that I'm, that I know from music stuff and, and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it's a blast. It's exhausting, but I, I still have fun doing it for sure. Yeah, I, I follow a bunch of musicians on Instagram, and it all winds up being just like everyone I can think of is going booth to booth and nerding out with each other. It seems really like a fun deal. I can't find an excuse to go as a dork of the podcast, but it seems neat. Right. It's got to be super obnoxious to like be on social media those days if you're not <laughs> like yeah. a musician or like ad name or whatever. It's like, who cares about a bunch of selfies of people with other people or something? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are you are you showing up with any new nifty guitars for 2020 with Dunnable? Uh, yeah, we have a couple. Uh, we have three new things we're introducing here. Uh, one is the Yeti bass, which is something that we've like um, kind of made one-offs of, like for, by special request uh, in the past. But now we're making it a, a an official model in the lineup. Um, we're also doing a. Um, kind of like an aesthetically stripped down oil finished uh series of a couple of our models um which 
you know, is just, it's priced a little bit more affordably, uh, because of all that. Um, so that's exciting. And then a new pickup model that we're doing, it's like a P90 kind of thing. I don't know if you know, if that means anything at all to you. I don't know if you play guitar or not, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, got some, some new stuff, nothing, nothing too, uh, crazy, but yeah. Right. Well, still very cool. Uh, Brings you something interesting to bring to the table at NAMM. But, of course, we are here to talk about the new Intronaut record and, and all that fun stuff. Yes. So this is the longest break that you've had between albums to date that I'm aware of. Uh, I know there was drummer the drummer change, but do you think being able to sit with these ideas longer was at all helpful for you guys? I absolutely think that, yeah. Um, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like having, you know, it's like doing our first record again, you know, um, having, I mean, we recorded the last album, like early 2015. Um, so just having all that time to, you know, generate new music and ideas and stuff was really, you know, was super beneficial. Um, and uh, it was also like necessary, I think, for the band to like take a break for a little bit too, to kind of get our, just kind of recharge our batteries a little bit. Um, you know, we I think we were really burnt out at the end of 2016 from not only touring on that album, um, but also just from being like a full time band for, you know, at that point, like what you know, over ten years. Um, and it was just kind of like it was evident that we were not like gonna make a good record if we tried to like just finish it then um so you know we did decide to like take some time off and uh just get re-energized but um i kept writing on my own you know during that whole time and um and yeah and then you know honestly having a new member in the mix you know, a new drummer, um, I think also was healthy, honestly, to just shake things up a little bit and, um, just have a nice, like positive experience, you know, like that's just not as you just get, you know, 25% less like <laughs> negative toxic energy, you know, n not that it's all negative and toxic energy with our old drummer, but, um, you know, there's just no baggage yet with a new member like that. So it was just a nice positive experience getting to work with him, um, you know, and have his enthusiasm in there. And this is uh, Alex Ruger referring to, right? Yeah. I, I had him on the show years ago. He was an absolute delight. He was such a cheery dude. I think he was on tour with Good Tiger or something. He was, yeah. Is he, he's great. He's like, is he in Intronaut or is he just like the studio guy? No, he it was just on the record. Um, there was talk of possibly having him uh, on tour with us, but he's also like full time with Whitechapel right now. Um, and like, there's just no way that he can do both. So um, we have a guy named Matt Lynch who's going to play with us uh, on this upcoming tour, and hopefully for more stuff too. If um, we don't drive him crazy, you know, mm -hmm. uh, he's a, a really great drummer too. He's, um, he's the current drummer in cynic. Uh, 
and he was also or is still also in a band called Trioscapes with Dan Briggs from Between the Buried and Me um, as well as a band called Nova Collective he played on um, the guitar player from Haken's solo record uh, he's done a ton of ton of great stuff he's a sick drummer really nice guy um, so we're hoping that it works out long term with him but he's going to come on this upcoming tour with us uh, in February and March with Cult of Luna and Emma Ruth Rundle I, so, yeah. I saw that I say that tour is coming around my very general area and I will likely be hitting it after so you guys got like a full are you back in the full touring swing after that tour like back to the usual basics of the road life yeah um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, more or less. Yeah. I mean, we have some like festivals and stuff coming up. I don't know if like we'll ever really, um, go like super full time with touring again, uh, just to avoid burnout. And also just cause we're, it's just more fun when you're not always doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're just going to stick to like things that are really cool, I think. And, um, and obviously, you know, still hit all the places, but just maybe not like multiple times per album or something, you know? Yeah. I feel like I saw you guys within like a year and a half, like four times on various tours. And I, I can see why you'd burn out on that. Yeah. Where, where are you? Where in the country are you? I am in the greater Sacramento area. So I went down to like San Francisco and I think I saw you guys with uh, Between the Buried and Me. And then I don't remember if it was the same run, but I went off with Mastodon and some other stuff here and there. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, do we need to play Sacramento more than one time every couple of years? Like, we don't even need to play L.A. more than once every couple of years. You know yeah. what I mean? I totally hear Real, that. You know, um, yeah, it just makes it more fun, you know, when you just save save it for the, the special stuff. Uh, you mentioned some festivals you have coming up. I saw you're playing one that's being headlined by Def Leppard. Are, are you a big Def Leppard guy? <laughs> I actually am a Def Leppard fan. Um, thank you very much. Anytime, uh, as am I. But, yeah, I'm super excited for that, actually. Yeah, Domination Festival in Mexico, it's... Def Leppard, Opeth, and Rancid. It's like <laughs> such a weird mix of headliners, but I am very pumped uh, to see all three of those bands, honestly. Um, and in Mexico, even you know, that's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Is it I like, can't wait. Is it like the most diverse sort of bill you've played, or can you think of one that would be more strange than? Well, like a Donington or something. I'm not sure if you've played a Donington. They usually get fucking wild with their headliners. Yeah, uh, those European festivals can be quite diverse. I, we haven't really played many of them. Um, we usually play like the, the more like specialized like Euroblasts and road burns and stuff where it's all kind of like, it's not, it's not that uh, wide ranging, you know? Yeah, but yeah, Mexico is, is much like, you know, Germany or whatever in that respect where they're just like down for or I just assume that everybody is just into everything as they should be, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't think you'll see a festival with Def Leppard, Opeth and Rancid. And then the next day is like misfits and like Nightwish or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's real weird. Bonkers. Yeah. 
Uh, so with the new record, what do you guys set out to to say or to prove that might have been different than last time? I think we're just trying to, you know, just up the ante, you know, every time. Um, it's all about just kind of outdoing ourselves, I think. Um, you know, I, personally, I wanted to go, you know, as heavy and as technical um, as possible, you know, while also having that kind of like, you know, emotional kind of payoff, um, you know, to sort of reward you for sitting through all the, the difficult stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just about going bigger and badder, you know, um, every time for sure. And now that it's done, you guys feel like you've, you've actually done that or I do. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I, yeah, I think it's a great record and it, it feels really different from the last few and yeah really cool yeah it's just um yeah i mean every time it's just all about finding new ways to keep it exciting for us and uh you know having kurt blue in there to mix uh was great um you know joe and i had a lot of fun adding in these like synths you know to the songs which is something we'd never done before um yeah you know like i said man just having alex in there and going buck wild um on the drums like was just i don't know i think it all just kind of like added up to just a real killer record yeah alex is absolutely insane on cubensis i haven't yeah. said out loud but that the drums on that are bananas for sure and yeah. then like the intro of check your misfortune is super dope that's not a question that's just a statement and a fact yeah. it's really fucking cool <laughs> um so Sorry for this basic ass surface question, but what does the title refer to? Uh, it's sort of like a like a commentary on just the ever evolving ways in which you know our existence is being threatened, um, you know, or like our mental health, or just you know, just our lives in general, just being uh, being a mess. Um, and just how that's just, there's just always something, you know, uh, keeping you up at night and just, you know, just fucking with you. Um, you know, whether it's like, you know, the media just like scaring the shit out of you, um, or just like some f fucked up thing in your life, you know, it's just, there's just always, um, always some mini crisis going on. <laughs> And, uh, you know, just getting, getting through that. Uh, I saw this, this quote from you in a recent Decibel magazine, most anticipated list where you guys were on the list of the most anticipated albums. And, uh, you said, quote, I think we've learned from that record that, uh, is that we challenge ourselves to be better musicians and artists. The more we can look back and be proud of, or even enjoy our own music. I'm not sure if you're referring to the most recent album or a, a, a past one, but what weren't you doing before to enjoy your music or what made you not enjoy it? Well, just sometimes after you're done with a record, you go back and listen to it a couple of years later, maybe and cringe like half the time. Um, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I mean, it's all learning experiences and it's all what sort of informs the process for the next one. Uh, but, you know, our goal is to make music that we would want to listen to. And, um, 
I mean, you know, you can't win them all. <laughs> and we've like definitely made some stuff that like I can't listen to now, you know. Come on, man. You got to um, embrace so your inner Mr. Rogers and love yourself and what you're putting out there. <laughs> well, it's not that I don't love myself. It's just that uh, I feel like I could have done a better job making some certain songs, you know, years and years ago. And but I'm, now they're just out there and permanently. And so trying to avoid um, that kind of thing from happening again. Without potentially crushing a fan's you know, favorite song, are there any that are in your regular rotation in sets that you'd rather not play for that sort of reason? Uh, no, I think we only play songs that we still like. Okay. You know, like uh, back to the most part. loser being disappointed in yourself kind of thing. <laughs> well, that dude probably bought a house because of that song so (laughs) i don't know how disappointed he could really be um but yeah i heard some quote he he said that it feels like a cover song to him because he's so like far from it now in his life but he goes he plays it every night he opens with it to get out of the way i think wow interesting that makes sense though yeah i mean like i feel like i said something similar to somebody else about just like not even like remembering being the person who made some of this music you know so long ago. some of the unlikely events of a water landing from the album Direction of Last Things by Intronauts. I'll have more with Sasha Dunable in just a moment. But first, this is my first band. Every musician has to start somewhere in this episode. Brittany Slays, real name Brittany Hayes, of Unleash the Archers discusses her heavy origins. Ah, uh, well, uh, Unleash the Archers pretty much was my first band. It was, um, I was kind of a part of a different project for a couple of months there, but we didn't have a name and we never played a show and we, we'd only written one or two songs and uh, it was a brand new thing. So I, I wasn't like joining an existing um, band or anything. It was a brand new project and I was just, it just wasn't right for me. It wasn't kind of the sound. It was very much a symphonic metal band and I wasn't, uh, you know, that wasn't <clears throat> quite what I was looking for. So, um, just a couple months after I started doing that, Scott's band broke up, which was called From the Shadows, and they were like a melodic death metal band, or I, I, I suppose you could even, like they were a metalcore band for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they broke up, and I was like, ooh, let's, you know, let's start something together. And that was it. That was only the Archers.
Brittany and the rest of Unleash the Archers are hitting the road with Dragon Force and Visions of Atlantis. For dates, head to facebook.com slash unleash the archers and unleash the archers.com. Now, here are some of Milk Leg from Intronaut's Habitual Levitations, instilling words with tones before I wrap my chat with Sasha Dunable. How did it feel to go out with these new songs at the Metal and Beer Festival not too long ago? It felt great. It felt great to get up on stage and play some music again, and um, and obviously to play some new songs. That's always fun. Uh, I, and just around that time, maybe a little before, uh, you were you helped out the uh, two minutes to late night uh, psycho set playing share. Uh, yeah, are you a big Cher fan, or is that just like Corsinio's cute? I idea? mean, oh, it was his idea for sure. But who's not a big Cher fan? You know, a liar. At least that a liar song is. Yeah, that song yeah. slaps undeniably. Yeah, it's a fucking classic. For those maybe not aware, uh, Sasha played "Belief," and <coughs> that's sick. <laughs> yeah, I like. Yeah. Speaking of things I would rather not go back and watch is my guitar solo during that song. It's pretty, uh, that was after like four days of Las Vegas just taking its toll on me. So my fingers didn't quite work at, uh, a hundred percent that and, night. And you frequent psycho Vegas every year, right? Uh, I've gone the last two years. Yeah. How are the misfits this last year? I was good. Yeah. Are you a big misfits guy? I actually am, uh, yeah, the Misfits were, like, one of my, like, my bands, for sure, like, in high school, um, and whatnot, uh, so, yeah, that, those, those songs are, like, part of my DNA, for sure, um, and, yeah, they were great, it's just, like, you know, a lot of these bands, it's just not the same as it was when you, like, heard those records, you know, they don't sound like they sounded when they were teenagers obviously that was like a long time ago um and it's cool to see them up there but it's it was kind of goofy at the same time i don't know if i even watched the whole set to be honest but it was good it was great i listened to um jordan old's corsino hall's podcast podman's to cast night and they were talking about danzig playing misfit songs and it's like he's in his high school band playing those songs again which seems so weird because i had a shitty high school band but his high school band exploded and created so much yeah totally man i mean i saw i actually remember when yeah when the danzig he did a couple tours before any of this misfits reunion stuff where they would play like you know 20 minutes of misfit songs with doyle or something i remember like really enjoying those um I don't think I was disappointed by the Misfits set. I think it was just like a lot of anticipation and then like there it was and they had like big inflatable pumpkins on stage <laughs> and like the guys are just they just 
I mean, he's probably the best part of it, Danzig. Like, the rest of them, it just looks like a fucking cartoon or something. Well, and they had Dave Lombardo on drums, which is cool, I guess, to see. But, you know, after, like, 45 minutes, I was, like, I was all set, you know. Yeah, Dave's been, like, the guy to just fill in for old bands because he's touring with Bungle this year also, which is super weird. Yeah, I'm going to one of those shows. Uh, I think I am. In, uh, in... SF? Yeah, one of the Warfield shows. Nice, yeah, I'm going to... I'm actually not even familiar with the with that... What, are they playing, like, their demo or something? Yeah, the Rapid one. I, I listened to a shitty, you know, re- recording of a recording of a recording thing on YouTube that didn't sound great, but it'll be interesting, and I'm curious what Scott Ian's... how that's going to go, because I don't know yeah. if to be, like, a circus prog rock metal guy. Right, but the, isn't that demo all of It's like death metal. They were like a death metal band or something. Yeah, it's definitely more straightforward death metal stuff, but like I jumped around and I there was definitely some stuff that became what Bungle sounded like in there, but maybe it was not actually part of it and it's some YouTuber's upload. I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure what we're getting into either. Yeah. I think, I can't remember who's opening the day I'm going, but... Uh... They put together some cool lineups, at least, for their shows, so it should be fun. Yeah, one of mine is either Neil Hamburger and somebody I can't pull, or Possessed and somebody else. So. Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah it's going to be weird. Neil Hamburger is what you want, for I, sure. I saw him open for Faith No More one time, and the crowd around me, at least, did not understand what was happening. And we were just, like, screaming back at him, and he was going yeah. on a long rant about Anthony Kiedis doing heroin. Apropos yeah. of nothing, but, you know, it was it was fun, though. That's his whole thing, yeah. No, people not understanding what's going on, yeah. Uh, coming back to the to the new record and beginning to slowly wrap up, I guess. Um, to sell records, I, I know a lot of bands put bundles together with different shirts and album formats and whatnot. But uh, right now on the intranet, um, new album like pre-order thing, there's a guitar pedal which I have not seen before. Uh, what made you guys throw together a guitar pedal for a pre-order item? Uh, well, I. Uh my job is making guitars and effects pedals and guitar pickups and amplifiers and stuff. So, uh, I have the means to produce pedals like that. So we, um, we partnered up with my buddy Scott from S and K pedals and, uh, yeah, made a distortion pedal that's sort of based on the same kind of, um, you know, just amp tone stack that, um, we used on the record. Um, and yeah, put the album art on it. It's like a real cool pedal. It's all hand wired. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it would be a cool merch thing. We're, I mean, we're not the first band to have a like uh, a distortion pedal or whatever. Of I've course. seen. Uh, I remember Converge definitely did it, and Misery Index I think had one. That maybe collaborated through some company. Um, but yeah, I think it's a cool, it's a cool thing, you know. I, I wanted one, so I was like, let's make twenty and sell them, <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't, I don't expect you to remember this, but you and I spoke uh, a year ago, year and a half ago, about your other band, and we brought up Intronaut, and that you told me Ben Sharp was on this new album. Where is he on this album? Uh, he is on the Cull. Uh, he's playing some like background washy guitar stuff. I thought so. And he is also on. What's the last song called? Check your misfortune. 
Sour Everythings? Sour Everythings, right. Um, he wrote the main riff, like that first main riff in the song. Okay. Um, and also played guitar on that song as well. And uh, did he come into a studio with you guys, or did he, you know, in a, hold up in a hotel room in between flights like he does with his own Yeah. Stuff? Yeah, no, he emailed it over. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And I want to end with one question, one more question about Dunnable Guitars, is that uh, I, I noted on the website that you have for the, the brand that one of the dudes from Lady Gaga plays one of your guitars. Is he the most, like, kind of surprising person to have one of your guitars, or has there been somebody else that you are surprised to find holds one of those things you helped create? Um, that one is kind of out of, yeah. It's actually both the guitar players from Lady Gaga oh. play. I mean, I mean, they play, like, 20 different guitars in every show you know like they play a different guitar every song i believe Mm -hmm. um but they each have a dunnable that gets rotated uh in and out there um but yes that is probably the most like you know non-metal uh like player um although lady gaga's kind of metal she's like isn't she like down she did a song with like metallica or something right um I think she did some live thing with Fuel. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. No, that's a, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to go back and watch that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing uh, Nothing really comes to mind okay. that's like, you know, that's um, from the non-metal world, no. It's, it's funny to think of, like, guitars being genre-specific, but, like, I saw Carly Rae Jepsen one time, and her guitarist uses a Jackson King V, and it seems so weird, but also kind of on brand because it's just sharp and also kind of a pretty guitar. Yeah, or, totally. Or like when Madonna had like orange full stacks on stage and played. <laughs> remember, she like played a Pantera riff or something. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, Post Malone's been doing Pantera and karaoke, so I think he's going to bring it back. Also, Good is him. he really? Uh, oh, and karaoke. He did like a, the video was going around the metal websites of him doing walk. And I think that'd be a fun thing to just become regular. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for talking with me. I enjoy the new album a lot. Um, and uh, when you hit San Francisco, I'll be sure to wait from the group of people who are also have their hands in the air. You know, that kind of deal. Yeah, for sure. All right, you have a good cool, rest man. of your Sunday. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Bye. Existential Inversions by Intronaut will be out on February 28th via Metal Blade Records. Pick up a copy and keep up with the band over at intronautofficial.com and facebook.com slash intronaut. Then of course, check out Sasha's guitar company, Dunnable Guitars, at dunnableguitars.com. Now to wrap this episode, I am recommending that you check out the Cleveland dark rock slash doom band Frail. Frail launched in 2017 as a duo and has recently expanded into a full five-piece outfit. And I'd say they're for fans of Black Sabbath, Kaya's Blood Ceremony, and the whole Doom scene. To date, they have two singles in the White Witch EP. However, on February 14th, Valentine's Day, they will be releasing their first full album called 1692. From that album, here is 
God of No Faith in its entirety.
1692, the debut album by Frail will be released on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2020 via Lay Bear Records and Aqualam Records. Keep up with the band, head to frailband.com and grab the record at frail.bandcamp.com. That, by the way, that is spelled F-R-A-Y-L-E. That will do it for this episode of Far Beyond Metal. If you would like to talk to me, you may head to facebook.com slash farbeyondmetal or farbeyondmetalpodcast.com. This is entirely independently produced by myself. My name is Daniel Cordova. And the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by the band Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Century Meter Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. A Catbox Production.